good. All right. Good morning. Good morning. This is the second episode of Thursday mornings with Alex and Don. Um, it's really happy that the first amount of views we saw, it seems like everyone um, liked your insights for all the questions we had and second round of questions are coming at you. Yeah, so. so good. Good enough for a repeat. Hey, yeah, that's right. I think so. Nothing better to do on a Thursday morning, I'd say. Um, so the first question, um, so it's about love and how it's worded in the Bible, like in the, so the Hebrew words or the Hebrew word for it, it only has one word. And then for the Greek, it's four different ones, but only two of them are really used in the Bible. And we're kind of wondering what your kind of opinion of that or what, not necessarily like the reason for it, but a little bit of insight on that. Well, the Greeks had a lot of different layers to love, and I think they broke it up pretty, pretty nicely. For us in the Koine Greek, probably John 21 is the best example of the two uh, that are most used, which is agape and phileo. Mm -hmm. And so when Peter has denied Jesus three times, and now they're back at the lake, and uh, Jesus says specifically to Peter, Peter, do you love me? And he uses the word agape in that passage. And that's the sacrificial love, uh, specifically noted of Christ, willing to give of himself for others, uh, most perfectly done by God. Basically, agape is most perfectly exampled by God. And, and Peter responds to Jesus by saying, Lord, I do you know I phileo you, mm -hmm. which is the root for Philadelphia, brotherly love kind of thing. And uh, Peter responds, I think, honestly, from his heart, because he's chastised by the fact he denied Jesus. Right. Jesus asks the same question about agape the second time. Peter repeats phileo uh, again. The third time Jesus said, okay, Peter, do you really phileo me? Do you really brotherly love me? And Peter's cut to the heart. I think what that says is, you know, we, we lop everything into one ball love. And we can be talking about a hamburger or our, our best squeeze. And what does that communicate? So for the Bible to use more than one word about love and us to go into the Bible and search it out, helps us better understand what that original language was trying to communicate to us. Mm -hmm. Now, what was the question again? <laughs> oh, no, it's kind of like a clarification. I was, yeah. yeah, I was kind of thinking about it. I'd listened to some other people talk about it, and it's like, you know, with trying to, ex I've tried to explain it before without using any of the Greek, because that's, right. you know, oh, again, you know, you know, the Greek says, you know, that's kind of boring to people and off-putting, but it's like, do I love, you know, someone in my congregation the same way that I love my wife and child? Right. I mean, so there's the agape of that, which is the self-sacrificing, um, which is true, I think, across the board in most cases. Um, obviously, like, much more for my wife because there's a lot more ways to sacrifice and to build that love and child. But then there's also, you know, the romantic love and the... Um, 
Eros. Eros. Is that what's that mm-hmm. one? All that right. makes sense. So, which I always thought was kind of interesting why that, that doesn't come up in the Bible. Eros. Is that one the one that's not in it? No, there's a couple places. It's okay. Used, but it's, no, it's not nearly right. like phileo and agape. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty good. Okay. Um, what is the fastest speed you've ever traveled in a car or driven? That I would speak? <laughs> mm. let's just say that a couple of vehicles i've had were roadworthy enough to okay. peg them out okay oh, come on a little i mean you're talking over a hundred oh yeah okay good okay good oh yeah okay all right do you have any relatives ancestors that were in the ministry as well yes my great great grandfather uh joshua Carey was a circuit-riding Methodist preacher in the Drakesville area, and uh, Wesley Chapel, which is in uh, northwest of Drakesville, okay. still stands, and that wow. was one of the places he preached. And they now talked for, about how he walked across from the farm uh-huh. to the church to preach. Now, for people who don't know what a circuit rider is, what what is that? He got on a horse and went from church to church preaching. Wow. And, it, you know, it's sort of like a... A double charge sure. in the Methodist Church today. This he would go morning at this congregation, afternoon at another congregation. Maybe next week it'd be somewhere else. Can you ride a horse? Yes, you can. Okay. Yes. Have you ever thought about doing that? Riding a horse or yeah, doing get, circuit? Get riding? rid of the car and just you know. I, uh, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, and I have plenty of opportunities in my community. Yeah, with the I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Um, um, does, in your opinion, does, does the Bible ever contradict itself? I don't think so, because okay. if you put it in context, almost every yeah. contradiction in context relieves the contradiction. Okay. Yeah, that's how yeah. I've always found. But yeah, a lot of the 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 opposition or people who don't necessarily believe in some of the stuff use that as oh, it contradicts itself here and there, and. Right. And, uh, but when you look at it in context, it's, but sometimes it's a little, a little, let's see. So I, I think about like the farming, like some of the stuff they talk about with agriculture mm-hmm. in the Bible, like, uh, every six year, let it to kind of sit and like, what well, do you do that? Like, no, we don't, we don't do that. But, um, also if we left a corner to, like, is, is someone going to want to come and pick up ear corn for right. them to eat? You know, there's. We've kind of developed a certain amount of structure in our in the United States where, you know, we kind of relieve that without having to let it just sit there and go to waste. True. But when you talk about an ancient agriculture, uh, the Hebrews had a very progressive mm-hmm. agriculture in the fact that no other group thought about leaving things fallow for a period of time. Right. Uh, they didn't have a concept of how to take care of the poor. And that's all part of what ancient agriculture, as described in the Bible, includes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. How do you like your steak cooked? I'm worried on this question after the mm-hmm. vanilla answer. Don. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, <laughs> I do like it well done. Oh, man. I knew yes. it. I knew it. You're an oddball. I am. Okay. I, I, I want it just past pink, but I okay. don't want it burned. I understand. 
Mm-hmm. That's kind of how my mom, she sends back stuff. She, I mean, she likes, you know, medium rare steak, but like if we have pork, if it's pink in the middle and I'm chain, I'm trying to get her to change her mind a little bit about it. Cause it's so much better, but it's a battle. Mm. But you know, marinating it. Makes, oh yeah. Oh my. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Get I, those I, juices deep. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I talked to like hunters and stuff that are like, people are like, oh yeah, elk is the best and Turk wild Turkey. And it's like, it tastes so, I'm like, it's kind of you know gamier you know like oh yeah all you gotta do is just like marinate it put it in a bag of salt for a week and it take all the flavor out of it and make it tender and it's delicious like well then you're not really eating that kind of thing but yeah it's interesting (laughs) um we we had an elk one time yeah it was given to us we didn't know what to do with it so we cooked it when the conference minister came and uh i i was hoping for the best and Mm -hmm. it actually turned out quite good that's good uh wild beast i don't usually eat a lot of uh-huh that was one that turned out great yeah you get it's, it's always a learning experience right yes yeah um did does the bible or does talk about does jesus ha, did jesus have any like earthly comforts not like like you know like i like my air conditioning right okay so you're talking about tangible comforts sure like a pillow yeah, he said he really didn't have a place to rest rest his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible doesn't expressly say that he did. It seemed like he drew his most comfort from having his disciples around him. That was one thing that could be said that he wanted to have his disciples around him. And I think the example of that is that last night at Gethsemane, he wanted those four guys with him when he went up there. Mm-hmm. But as far as it, you know. It, it, he didn't need his iPad. He didn't need, uh, right. uh, it doesn't talk about those things. Sure. And that's kind of that, that brotherly love thing that that's kind of the result of that is that feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the reward we get for displaying that kind of brotherly love to one another. Right. Right. Um, Theistic evolution. Have you heard of it? Oh, yes. Your opinions. Well, I think it's a little farther to the left than I like to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it includes God, <clears throat> which is good, but it still hangs on to the evolution piece. Right. Which says it wasn't uh, seven days and finished. Right. Well, yeah, for and anyone who doesn't days. know what... Well, theistic evolution would basically say that the uh, that God was part of the evolutionary process, uh, initiated it. May, you could even say theistic evolution would say he he wound the clock and turned it loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, just allowing the the uh, degree of saying that God's part of the process of evolution. It still maintains all the mechanism of what's called evolution and uh, how science wants to dis, uh, describe the beginnings. Sure. I'm still a, a 24-hour, seven-day creation. I, I believe God created uh, everything with its time in, in place. Mm-hmm. That's why when they say millions of years, well, that's because God created it with those years already sure. in it. And uh, I, I really like what Ken Hammond's done and uh, the Creation Museum, uh, mm-hmm. the Ark exhibit. Yeah. The science that he's used uh, and the individuals he's included in that research, I think, uh, are exemplary. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. 
I read kind of like a book about the theistic evolution. He used a lot of C.S. Lewis to kind of help the case along, which I'm not exactly sure where C.S. Lewis fell with. I'm not sure that theistic evolution was around at that time or not. Yeah, but, it was. But it, yeah. I don't think C.S. Lewis would have been considered. No, no. But the whole thing was that trying to say something about how the like science will never prove God and God will never prove science because the free will that God gives us. And, you know, we think one of those quotes was like, God cannot give free will and at the same time take it away. Or if you choose to say he gives free will and at the same time take it away, you have said nothing about God. I always thought that was kind of interesting that if God does let us, or guess maybe what do you think? Do you, well, but that's, how much that's, does God intervene? that's where modern thought is. Mm-hmm. But you talk about Isaac Newton, he would say that science proves God and God proves science. Right. Because uh, everything God's made, I mean, the intricacies around us, I would think a scientist would say something had to start this. Mm-hmm. Even the leaf of a tree uh, and the photosynthesis process of, of making food for the tree. That, that's miraculous. Oh, yeah. We're not even hardly to the point we understand it fully yet. I don't think so, yeah. So why not give God the credit? I mean, really. Yeah, I agree. Definitely there's a lot of things just with agriculture in my life. It's just like, how can this seed live underground for so long? I've tried so hard to kill it. And <laughs> yet the next year, same problem. You've got you know? bindweed around your oh, place. Oh, <laughs> man, it's crazy. Yeah, it's Every year it's sour. Rob will say, get the sour docks out of those waterways, you know. This year we'll finally get them. And it's like, I don't believe you. I think they're going to be there next year, but we do it. So, well, at least you've cut it down as oh, far yeah. how oh, many yeah. you've got. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, well, this one, so this is a, this is a question I got asked once by uh, a, a younger kid, and it just it caught me off guard. And it falls in line with kind of some of this evolution stuff, but what's your second favorite dinosaur? Uh, the, the, uh, oh, the behemoth in, uh, Job 40, um, what is it called? It's the Leviathan, the long neck, the oh. long neck, uh, was it Leviathan? Yeah, it's called Leviathan. Behemoth is, is where it is in, uh, Job 40. Oh, okay. Um, is it the water one or is it the, yeah, the oh, one with okay. the long legs and the long neck that reaches up into the something. trees. Oh, okay. Yeah, what I have it in my Bible here. Something like Brontosaurus, that. Brontosaurus, yes. Okay. Brontosaurus. Okay. And that'd be your second favorite one. Oh, you asked for the second. Yeah. That's why I said when I got asked that by a kid, it was like my second favorite one. I've never had it oh. asked that way. Well, that was my favorite. The second would be in the next chapter. Okay. And that's that uh, creature in the water. And uh, it's sort of a dragon. Hmm. Kind of like a Loch Ness monster kind of a thing. Sure. Makes sense. It'll take me longer than I think. Yeah, Behemoth is in uh, 40 verse 15. And then uh, Leviathan is 41. And that's a water animal. Okay. Those are good mm. ones. Um. What does the Bible say about divorce and when it's okay? Uh, divorce always should be the second choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
we all, I mean, first Corinthians would, or second Corinthians five would talk about us being reconcilers to one right. another. And so, uh, that, that should be the first, I think, uh, when relationships get caustic, um, and there's abuse involved, I'm not sure remarriage is, is as fast a thing as one might want to do, but, um, Divorce definitely has to be considered as less than desirable. Sure. But I think abuse situations, uh, we, we, we can't be God's best when we live under persecution. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the church isn't the best under persecution. It grows us as, sure. as believers, but uh, abuse isn't, uh, isn't a good thing. Mm. Is that just physical or? No, I, I think I've probably in my counseling a uh, lot. I've experienced fewer couples in physical abuse and more couples in a emotional and verbal abuse. Okay. And sometimes the emotional abuse is, is the hardest because it's not given a voice. Mm-hmm. So there can be a lot of uh, emotional damage done without any words being spoken. Right. But it wouldn't be something that you would like look at the Bible, read these, you know, guidelines and be like, okay, I have grounds and now it's okay. It's you, you want to work. The first option should always be to try to mend and not to just look for a way out. Right. right exactly. Okay. And, and there's grounds for infidelity. Sure. In the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's laid out pretty good. It is too. laid out pretty good as far as infidelity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, two more questions. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Dogs, good. Um, and the last one, what is your favorite hymn? Hmm. Oh, How Great Thou Art. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's my go-to in my personal worship. Mm-hmm. That's the one I like to hear when the pews are full here. Is how great thou art, because it seems like everyone's kind of got their different part of it down, and it's just it's magic here. Yeah, so cool. I was able to hear George Beverly Shea sing it in person at one of the evangelistic uh, treat, retreats we had with uh, Billy Graham's organization. Oh yeah, he was old and he was pretty well blind. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But he still was tall. I mean, he's yeah, big big guy. I have a picture of Charlene and George Beverly Shea. Huh. Standing next to each other. And my wife is four two. <laughs> George is taller. Was taller than that. Wow. That's interesting. Is it like some of those things like the voice is kind of the last thing to go? Must have been. I've seen that going. before, you know? Where it's just like the health is failing, but that voice that 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 way that you my wife's a singer, so she talks about like breathing from the diaphragm and, and uh that's like the last thing to go I've seen. Yeah. And and he came up and he, he told the person at the piano which key to play it in. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, he must have known music very well. Sure. Yeah, how great they are. Awesome. All right, well, that's the end of the questions. And if anyone wants to submit more questions, there'll be a thing at the end of the video. Uh, we'd good. love to hear some more questions. And that way I don't have to, or that way I can, you don't have to always answer the questions that I come up with and <laughs> silly stuff like that. So. Till next time. Good questions. Good to be here. Thanks. Thanks, Alex.